Masechet Ketubot, Daf Lamed, here, we're at Lamed Dalid, Amud Bet, at the bottom. And we're talking about the contradiction between the, our Mishnah here in Masechet Ketubot, which says that if a man rapes a woman who's Na'ara, uh, and uh, it's also his close relative, then he pays a fine. Uh, whereas in Kitubot, it says any man who sleeps with a relative like a sister, um, that would be uh, liable to karet, and in place of karet, a betin will give the person lashes. So now the question is, which is it? Is it lashes, as it says in Kitubot, or is there payment, as it says here, in uh, in Masechet Kitubot? So there are two answers. There are more than two answers, but uh, the two by Rabbi Yochanan and Resh Lakish are. Rabbi Yochanan says that it must be in Kitubot, uh, there was no warning. And that's why he has to pay. Uh, you can only give someone lashes if there is a warning. So in fact, if there was, would be a warning, uh, and then one would be liable to lashes and payment, according to Rabbi Yochanan, lashes, win, lashes wins out. And then he would get lashes. That's Kitu, that's uh, Makot. Um, that Masechet Makot. Whereas uh, here, we're talking about a case um, uh, where, in, in here in Masechet Ketubot, where there was no warning, so there's no possibility of giving lashes, and that's why he has to pay. Deshakish gave a different answer and says, actually, our Mishnayot are following Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Meir says, that it is possible. if someone is liable to both lashes and payment, he gets both. And so therefore, Masechet Makot was just talking about the fact that he gets lashes. Um, it's not necessarily talking about a case where she was a Na'ara. So, but if in fact if it was a Na'ara, then he would have to pay as well. So our Mishnah that says payment is assuming not only payment, but also lashes. Um, good. Uh, so now we're going to ask how come each one does not agree with the opinion of the other. Rabbi Bishlama, Rabbi Yochanan. We understand why Rabbi Yochanan will not say like Reshakish because Rabbi Yochanan wants to say uh, that he follows Rabbanan. So, and whereas Rabbi Reshakish has to follow only Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the one that said that you get both punishments. Rabbanan said that we apply the one punishment rule. Kim We'll just call it from now on the one punishment rule. Uh, we we apply the one punishment. We, we do apply the one punishment rule uh, for lashes and for capital punishment. And so, therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is not going to agree with Rashakish because he wants to follow the majority. How come Rashakish doesn't follow Rabbi Yochanan and just say that? Our Mishnah here in Kitubot is talking about when there was no warning, and that's why he doesn't get lashes. Rashakish will tell you, I have a different principle, and I say that um, uh, since if he were warned, then he would get lashes and not pay. So too is the same, even if he didn't get warned, and although therefore he physically does not get lashes, but nevertheless, potentially, he did something that would require lashes if he was warned. And in that case also, we apply the one punishment rule. And according to Ashakish, we apply the one punishment rule, even if you're not actually giving the lashes, even if it just potentially should be liable to lashes, already he has to pay. So that's a really um, interesting uh, 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 opinion, but and that's Shakish's opinion. That's why he says, even if I said that uh, there was no warning, I would still apply the one punishment rule. 
according to Rabbanan. All right, so now we're going to see that in Machloket in depth. And we see that Rabbi Yochanan and Shakish are consistent with their opinion in this regard as well. Uh, when Rav Dimi came to from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, he said, If someone is liable to death, but shogeg, the word shogeg here doesn't mean that he uh, accidental mur- murder, but rather shogeg, we're talking about a case where he was not warned. That's what we're calling at shogeg. Um, it, it's, it's in a sense uh, uh, unwitting because he could say, oh, I didn't know that this was the punishment, right? I was not warned. That's the sense here. Um, but we're not talking about a case where he's like just, you know, uh, um, uh, fixing something on the roof and something drops. Okay, so um, if someone is liable to, does something that would be liable to a death penalty, but there's no warning. Or if he does something that would require, that would be liable to lashes, but shogigin, but there's no warning. And at the same time, he, that with that same action, he's also liable to something else, uh, referring to monetary payment. So then what do we do? Rabbi Yochanan says he has to pay, since there was no warning, and so he's not going to get either the death penalty or the or lashes. Therefore, there's only one punishment, so he pays. Whereas the Shakish says, even though he's not going to get capital punishment or lashes because there was no warning, nevertheless, we apply the one punishment rule, and he doesn't pay. He gets he gets no punishment, in fact. Um, he gets the theoretical uh, capital punishment or the potential theoretical lashes. And since he's liable to that, although we don't do it for a technicality that there was no warning, so, but nevertheless, he does not pay, right? Whether or not the actual were lashes, as long as he did something that requires lashes. Okay, so that now, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chayaf, why? Rabbi Yochanan says, they didn't they give him a warning, so therefore, there's no punishment of capital punishment or lashes, and therefore, there's only one punishment here, so make him pay. Rashkish says, no, he doesn't pay because... He did something that if they had warned him, he then he would not have to pay because it would give him lashes. So he got off on a technicality. It's true without lashes, but he still is liable to lashes potentially, and therefore he also does not have to pay. All right, now we they are going to challenge each other. Reshakish, who says that he um, uh, uh, does not pay, is going to challenge the Biochanan who says you do pay, uh, regarding the two men who are fighting and they knock into a pregnant woman, if there is no harm, meaning no harm to the mother, but only to the fetus, then he pays money. Um, so now what does this mean? My love, ason mamash. Now the word ason, we can look at Pesukim uh, inside here. Right, and the first case is they're fighting and there is no ason, so then he pays. And if there is ason, well, it depends what it is. If he, if they killed the mother, then nefesh tachad nafesh, otherwise it could be other things. So let's assume it's a case of killing, and so we'll translate the word ason as if there is death. Um, if the, if there is a fatality to the mother. So here is how the Shakish reads it. Um, so when it says, my love, ason, mamash, doesn't it mean that there was actual death, that the mother actually died? And uh, in that case, 
um, uh, if the mother actually died, then he would get capital punishment. Uh, which um, so the first uh, the first part of it, if there's no ason, then he pays. Okay, so that means that let's focus on that first line. If there is no harm to the mother, then he pays for because of the fetus. And then the next clause clause would say, and if there is a fatality to the mother, then he gets capital punishment and does not pay for the fetus. That's the implication. No one only pays for the fetus if the mother did not die. But if the mother died, then he um, then he does not pay for the fetus, right? And so and that would mean across the board. Reshlakish is arguing whether or not there was a warning or not uh, doesn't matter as long as the mother died. Uh, if there was a warning, then you would kill the the man fighting. If there was no warning, then you can't kill the man fighting. But either way, it's contrasted with the first case, and there is no payment. So that Shakish says, doesn't that prove my point? And Rabbi Yochanan answers, Lo din asan. No, I can read the word asan as meaning a fatality. Maybe it means not the fatality of the mother, but rather the fatality of capital punishment that the man is deserving of. Okay, it's a little roundabout way of reading the pasuk, but Rabbi Yochanan is defending himself and says, so uh, as follows, Im meaning if the man kills the woman in such a way that he would deserve capital punishment, meaning with warning, then he pays with his life and he doesn't, and doesn't uh, pay money. But in any other case, if there's no ason, meaning if the person fighting does not deserve capital punishment, uh, then he would have to pay, even if he in fact killed the mother. Okay, so that's one version of this conversation. The other version is the reverse. Some say Yochanan is the one that asks the Shakish, and he give his interpretation first. When the sec in the first clause, when it says, if there is no uh, harm, no death, then he just pays money. Doesn't that mean there is no death? Penalty, the law of Asan, right? There's no, if there's no death penalty, then he has to pay. And meaning, uh, whether he kills her or not, whether she dies or not, it only depends on whether there was warning and he, the man gets killed. On, uh, um, then he would get capital punishment. But if he doesn't get killed, if there was no warning, then he does not pay, right? Rabbi Yochanan says to Shakish, and Shakish's law, Asan Mamash, no, Asan means literally, it's talking about the woman. If the woman dies, then, then uh, the man does not pay. And it doesn't matter if there was warning and the man would get uh, capital punishment, then for sure everyone would agree that there's no payment. But even if she dies and there was no warning and he doesn't get capital punishment, doesn't matter. It says, in the second clause, then he gets, um, uh, then the first clause, if she did not die, then payment. Any other case, he has to pay whether there was warning or not. Okay, so now that we've established the reason why the Yochanan and Shakish disagree with each other, we're going to go back to that statement about capital punishment if there was no warning, or lashes, uh, who deserves lashes, but there was no warning, so they don't actually get it. Uh, so therefore, since they didn't actually get that corporeal punishment, then they do have to pay. That was the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. So we're okay with Rabbi Yochanan saying that in the case of lashes, uh, that since he didn't actually get the lashes, he uh, does have to pay. But would anyone say that regarding capital punishment? That if someone does an action which would be liable, 
uh, the death penalty if he got a warning. That would someone, uh, uh, anyone say that if he did it without a warning, then because he doesn't get capital punishment on a technicality, that he does have to pay money? Um, uh, we have this Braita that quotes a Pasuk in, in Vaikra that says uh, whether one uh, hits an animal or uh, or a man. Let's look at the full Pasuk. It's here. If someone strikes an animal, he has to pay for it. Uh, if he kills it, for example, he has to pay the value. But someone who strikes a person and kills him, he gets the death penalty. So it's making sure that you know that you can't get the death penalty for killing an animal, and you can't just pay for a person who you kill. Uh, so it's distinguishing between the punishments of them. Nevertheless, it is interesting that they're putting them together in one pasuk, and so they're put together in a pasuk for to, in fact, compare them and show similarities between them. What are the similarities between the two cases? as follows when it's talking about smiting an animal there is no difference uh, in terms of payment one is liable to pay and it doesn't make a difference if one does one here this must mean without a warning or with a warning or with intent or without intent even if I don't have intent and I cause injury to someone uh, someone's property I still have to pay whether it's on the way down or on the way up. This is referring to a distinction that is made when it comes to uh, unwitting murder. Uh, if I am lowering something down from the roof um, and it drops out of my hand and it falls on someone, then I have to go to the Ir Miklat. Um, because it's on the way down, so I have have some have negligent. I wasn't didn't make it make sure it didn't it went down slowly. On the other hand, if I'm holding a piano up to the roof from the floor, and then as I'm holding it up, something goes wrong and it falls down on someone and kills them. So in that case, because I wanted it to go up, so there's less negligence. I don't even have to go to Iramiklat in such a case. Okay, so that's what I was talking about here. So there is a difference regarding uh, unintentional murder going to a city of refuge. But regarding uh, injury to an animal, it makes no difference if an animal got injured while I was holding the piano up or or sending it down and an animal gets killed underneath, I still have to pay. There's no difference in terms of any of these being an excuse to not pay. Rather, all of them are liable to payment. Okay, so that's what that's all true, we know, for killing an animal, which is the same as killing property. So too, uh, regarding if someone uh, kills a person, uh, do not make any distinction uh, in terms of whether they would also have to pay um, if they did something that is murder and therefore would be liable to capital punishment. And it doesn't matter if you did it, which again mean here means whether they did it with a warning or without a warning, meaning even if it's without a warning and therefore in practice we're not going to give capital punishment 
Um, never, uh, uh, and that, and that, nevertheless, one does not pay, right? Just like if I kill someone and cause uh, and cause monetary damage, I, if I get capital punishment and cause monetary damage, I don't pay. So too, if I kill someone without a warning and I cause monetary damage, I don't pay. That's what the Braita says. So this is the Braita. So no one can disagree. Even Rabbi Yochanan can't disagree with this. Right, we'll finish. Whether it's intentional or not, whether going down or up, which does make a difference in terms of ir miklat, but it does not make a difference in terms of um, that any of these can be an excuse to say, well, since you didn't get a, a physical punishment, capital punishment, therefore you should uh, pay. No, and all of these are the same and you don't pay. Okay, so there, there is a contrast between the animal and the, and the human being in that the animal, one pays no matter what, and the human being, because there is real or, or potential capital punishment, therefore um, one does not pay in any of these cases. So that's a challenge to, the, to that version, at least in this version uh, that we uh, saw here, um, when we said uh, well, that Rav Dimi came and brought to us, and he said both and and he called saying But really, this just says patur in capital cases. Rather, when Ravin came from Eretz to Bavel, a lot of times there are differences in these traditions when they make it over from one country to the other over the border. So Ravin had a different version and said as follows, If one would be liable to capital punishment, even if you don't actually do it because there's no warning, nevertheless, we consider that as a corporeal punishment and you can only get one punishment and therefore he does not have to pay. And everyone would agree with that, even the Biochanan, and that's consistent with the Braita we just mentioned. Rather, the Machloket is only when someone is li- would be liable to lashes, but there was no warning, so he's not really going to get lashes, and he's also, uh, with that same action, has to pay. Biochanan says he does have to pay because while Yes, in that baraita just above, um, capital punishment was connected to payment uh, for the animal. And therefore, I have to agree regarding capital punishment that uh, he would not have to pay. But lashes were not mentioned there. And since lashes are not connected to a law of payment, Therefore, I think lashes are different, and if one um, deserves lashes, but there was no warning, and so doesn't get lashes, then I think he has to pay. That's Rabbi Yochanan. Rashakish Amar Patur Beferosh Betatorah Chayvim Alkuyot Kechayvim Mitot. Rashakish says, I think in that case he does not have to pay, even though he's not in practically getting lashes, um, because the Torah does include uh, um, uh, explicitly the uh, laws about the liability of lashes like uh, liability to capital punishment. So since the Torah compares lashes and capital punishment, this law is going to be the same in both, that even if you don't get the punishment in practice, still one is exempt from payment. Okay, where uh, where do we find this, uh, that the Torah explicitly um, compares and includes uh, liability to lashes to like liability to death penalty? So a couple of different versions. Uh, we're looking again for 
lashes and capital punishment being similar. Amar Abaye Atya Rasha Rasha. Here's here's uh, one pasuk in Bemidbar. It says Lotuko Kofel Nefesh Roshech Asher Hu Rasha Lamut Ki Mot Yumat. If someone is a murderer, he can't just pay a ransom for his life because he is a Rasha. So here is the word Rasha that said regarding a murderer, and it says regarding lashes. Vim Bin Hakot Rasha. If someone is a Rasha and deserves lashes, here's how many lashes. You should give. So, since it says the word Rasha by both, that's why Rashakish is deriving the law of one to the other. And says Patur in, in Patur from paying in both. Rava says, no, I have a different word, the word Make. Okay, which Make are we talking about? It says a bunch of times. Maybe it's that Pasuk that we were just uh, talking about that says Make regarding payment and Make regarding murder. Hold on. Hi, That is talking about um, uh, murder. We used this verse earlier to prove that someone who is liable to capital punishment, even if he doesn't actually get it, uh, nevertheless does not have to pay, is always exempt. Uh, that's fine, but we that's only for capital punishment. We're looking for something that will teach us this law about um, the same the same principle about lashes. So, rather with the word makeh and the following pasuk, someone who kills an animal has to pay for it, um, uh, life for a life, meaning that the murderer does not actually give his life over, it's not killed, but rather pays or pays um, the amount of, of the life. Um, and right after that says, If someone causes an injury to another person, then what is what he did, so is done to him, uh, meaning that he gets lashes. So here we do have back-to-back as juxtaposition, uh, a law about payment of an animal. And so laws, laws of payment we saw, doesn't matter whether you were warned or not regarding payment, and it's the same law you have to pay, so too, regarding lashes one will get la- one will be exempt from payment as long as he did something that would be liable to lashes if there was a warning whether or not he actually got a warning all right so that is Reshakisha's explicit proof for his position regarding lashes. Hold on. This is a question on Rava who says, I'm going to learn the word makeh here and makeh there. But this only has one makeh regarding the um, money. It doesn't, the next pasuk doesn't say the word makeh. So what are you talking about? No, I wasn't learning a gezerah shava from the exact word makeh, but rather a conceptual comparison um, in addition to the fact that these pasukim are back-to-back. So that, that's really the, the force of it. Uh, it's more of a hekesh. Um, so since they both involve hitting, hitting an animal where there's payment no matter what, so uh, hitting a person where there's lashes and no payment, no payment no matter what, even if there's no warning. Okay, now, uh, Hold on, you can't bring this pasuk as a proof because if someone harms another, we established before that this is, even according to Biochanan, is an exception to the rule, uh, that one always pays and does not get lashes, um, although 
technically, theoretically, when someone uh, get, cause injury to his friend, he would get lashes in that pasuk and uh, also have to pay. But in practice, we only do payment. So how can you learn from this pasuk that you don't get, you don't have to pay when in this actual case you do pay? So the answer is, says, you're right. Um, in the case where he causes harm that is worth a monetary amount, then he would have to pay. And so this pasuk can't be talking about that if it's saying to, talking about lashes. So rather, if it's not talking, since it can't be talking about that, so we will recontextualize it with him. Im inan. Um, if it's not talking about the context of hitting someone where there there is liability, monetary liability that is payable, then let's say it's talking about a case where I hit someone, but in such a minor way that there's no injury, there's no doctor's bills and so on. And so if I don't have to pay anything, then there would be there would in fact be lashes. Uh, so I can still learn it from this basuk because uh, there are some cases where injury would be only lashes. And so we can learn from there that um, uh, that in general, um, if uh, someone is liable to uh, lashes, even if they don't actually get lashes because there was no warning, still he doesn't have to pay. Okay, soft, soft, love, tashlaminhu. Wait a second, but in that case, if he did, if he hit him uh, in a way that was less than a piruta, then he only gets lashes because there is no payment at all. Not because lashes uh, is is the the one. Not because of the one punishment rule. So how could you learn from here? Or rather, must be talking about a case where I hit him in such a way that the hitting did not cause any monetary value, a monetary value of more than a peruta. But at the same time, I also tore his silk garment. So I hit him, and the, the hitting will, will make me liable for lashes. At the same time, tearing the silk garment, which would be a monetary uh, payment. And so the law would be, in that case, since I am liable to lashes, um, I would get the lashes only and not pay. And even if there was no warning and I didn't actually get lashes, nevertheless, these are being compared back to back to say that according to the Shakish, I always have to, um, I, I would still not pay in that case. So then he wouldn't get any punishment at all. We're next going to go back to that Braita that we quoted and cl- uh, clarify how we derived it. Uh, the law from it. Amar le Rav Chiyad Rava Ultana Deber Chizkiya Damar Makia Adam Umakia Behema Mimai Debachol Ketiv Leka Ifluge. So we quoted this pasuk comparing monetary payment in an animal where you pay no matter what, whether there's a warning or not, and we compared that. Uh, that's Makia Behema. We compared that to uh, a person killing a person where. Uh, whether there was warning or not, one would not have to pay. So how do you know that we're, why do you assume that we're talking about a case where this happened during the week, meaning the, let's say the, the um, uh, hitting of the animal happened on a weekday. And it's true, on a weekday, 
it makes no difference when I hit the animal, whether it's on purpose or by mistake, I have to pay no matter what. And uh, so therefore, there's no reason to distinguish, and we can learn from the animal to the man that there's also no reason to distinguish when it comes to capital punishment, right? But all that is assuming it happened on a weekday. How do you know? Dilma b'Shabbat ketiv de bebehema gufa Maybe this pasuk is talking about hitting an animal on Shabbat. If I uh, uh, injure or kill an animal on Shabbat, then that would be liable to uh, the death penalty because I violated a melacha of Shabbat. And so if, if in that case, actually, there would be a dis- distinction between doing it on purpose and doing it by mistake. I only get capital punishment for violating Shabbat by killing this animal. Uh, if I did it on purpose, but if I do something on Shabbat by mistake or without warning, uh, then I, then there is a different distinction, and I do not get capital punishment. And in that case, um, I, I, I not get capital punishment. And in that case, I would only have to pay if there was no capital punishment. But if I violated Shabbat on purpose with a warning then in fact I would not have to pay so you see in the case of the animal if we assume it's on Shabbat there is a distinction between purposeful not purposeful with a warning and without a warning and therefore it, since that's true I would relate it to uh, capital punishment of regard regarding killing a man and would say there also there is a distinction and I would only have to pay if there was no warning um, but uh, I would only have to uh, but uh, I would only be exempt from payment if there is a warning, but I would have to pay if there was no warning. So we could learn exactly the opposite law if this context is on Shabbat, not during a weekday. And so that's a good question, but we reject it. Repeating the Pasuk. Is there warning or not in this case? If there's no warning, why would you give the person capital punishment? for killing someone. Uh, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. There was no warning. You wouldn't actually kill him. So rather, it must be that we did warn him, and that's why it's capital punishment. Now, if you think it's talking about Shabbat, and there is warning, we just established there has to be warning. So in the case of animal also, there is warning. So if there is warning, and it is, is, is on Shabbat, then uh, hitting the animal, why would I have to pay? After all, I hit the animal on purpose, on Shabbat, knowingly, with warning. In that case, I'd be chayav capital punishment for violating Shabbat, and I would not have to pay. So, rather, the case only makes sense if we're talking about a weekday, and that's why the proof stands. So, good. Now we're able to clarify the, um, that baraita. In the next section, we're going to bring together a lot of the different opinions that we've uh, already been quoting and see, seeing if they can somehow line, line up with each other, if we can make uh, everyone agree with, uh, um, some people agree with other people. So here's the challenge. So remember, Daba, he's the one that said that if one uh, steals uh, an animal, and then he slaughters it on Shabbat. He steals an animal before Shabbat, and then he slaughters it on Shabbat, even though by slaughtering it, he is liable to violating Shabbat, which would be a capital punishment. And nevertheless, he still has to pay the fine of the four and five, um, because that's just the fine part. Since he was already obligated to pay the 
basic amount of the um, uh, the principle of the animal beforehand, so um, that he already, already is liable for. Uh, fines can be, in fact, combined with physical punishment, uh, even capital punishment. Uh, the idea is that um, when the one punishment rule only applies to uh, something that would be a compensation, a monetary damage. But when it's a fine, so that's kind of extrajudicial, it's beyond, and that applies even if there's capital punishment. Okay, so now let's, that, assuming we follow Rabbah, uh, who says, yes, one can get capital punishment and pay a fine. Let's come back to our Mishnah, because our Mishnah was talking about a man who rapes a na'ara who pays a fine. So the same rule will apply to this fine that theoretically can be combined with capital punishment. So matnitin keman mokimla, who would be the author of our Mishnah? If we say it's to be Meir, and he is the one that said uh, that one can receive two punishments. Uh, beforehand, we quoted him as saying uh, that one can receive lashes and payment. But here, in the Rabbah's interpretation, he would say one can receive capital punishment and payment. Then we have a challenge, Now, if one rapes his own daughter, who's a na'ara, that's not included in Amishnah. The fact that's not included in Amishnah means that one would not be pay in that case, because that would be capital punishment. And now here's the challenge. According to Rabbah, combined with Rabbi Meir, in that case, even though he's getting capital punishment, he should still also have to pay the fine. And so therefore, Bita should be included in the Mishnah. So we can't explain why it's not in the Mishnah. So he can't be the author. Rabbi Meir can't be the author according to Rabbah. He could be Nechunya ben Hakana. Uh, is the one that said that when it comes to uh, remember Shabbat and Yom Kippur uh, he says that Yom Kippur is the same as Shabbat and if one does something that would violate Shabbat and monetary he gets only Shabbat and doesn't pay so too with Yom Kippur which is Isur Karet so even though it's not a uh, human punishment it's in the hands of heaven nevertheless we apply the one one uh, punishment rule so according to him, it would also, we would also have a problem here of achoto, since um, one who violates his sister would be chayav karet. Therefore, he should not have to pay, because according to Biyochanan one who is obligated in karet does not pay, and our Mishnah includes achoto as someone who does pay. So that doesn't make sense. He could be yishak kashya mamzeret, and if we follow yishak, yishak is not has not been mentioned yet here, but he's mentioned in Mishnah in Masechet Makot. And there he says that uh, someone who receives lashes does not have to pay. And in that case, Kasha Mamzeret, a Mamzeret is a surlav for which one receives lashes. And someone who receives lashes should not have to pay. How come a Mamzeret is included in our Mishnah uh, where one does have to pay? Uh, so we, we don't know who Rabbah can use to, uh, as a uh, author of our Mishnah. So we can answer it. Hanicha Yochanan. If he follows Rabbi Yochanan, who says that if you don't get a warning, then you don't get lashes. So he can explain our Mishnah like Rabbi Yochanan did. That says this Mishnah in Masechet Ketubot is talking about where there was no warning, and that's why there's no lashes. 
fine, that solves all the problems. The one in Makot is talking about what there is a warning, and that's so then he does get lashes there. Uh, that solves all the problems. Who says, even if you don't get a warning, um, nevertheless, uh, and if, if, even if you don't get a warning and therefore you're not actually getting lashes, nevertheless, it's as if you got lashes and you don't pay. Well, then all the questions we just had apply and we have no answers. Therefore, you know what? Rabbah has to agree with Rabbi Yochanan. That's the only way he can explain our Mishnah. Um, that he doesn't get lashes, uh, he doesn't, there's no payment, um, because there was no warning in that case. All right, last point. The question is, according to Resh Lakish, who says, who compares uh, lashes to capital punishment and says in both capital punishment and lashes, uh, there's no payment um, because there's only one, uh, only one uh, punishment rule. And even if there's no warning and therefore on a technicality you don't give lashes or capital punishment, nevertheless, there's no payment. Okay, according to him, who would be the Tana that would disagree with Rabbi Nechunia is the one that said that anytime someone gets karet, and therefore same also with lashes, because according to majority opinion, not the Bitzchak, according to majority opinion, whenever there's karet, the Betin gives lashes. Um, so Rabbi Nechunia said when there's karet uh, uh, or, and or lashes, one is exempt from payment. So those two, Reshakish and Benakana, uh, go together because they both say that they, when, whenever there is lashes, uh, there is no payment. Reshakish adding that even when there would be lashes, but there's no punishment, also no payment. So those two go together. But according to Reshakish, who would be the other Tana who disagrees with Rabbi Nechunia who would say that when there are lashes, there is also payment? Uh, so um, how he, they, so well, he goes together. Who would be the other Tana that uh, Shakish would not agree with? And the answer is It could be to be Meir, who said that one gets lashes and payment, and you can have, be liable to both. Uh, or it can be Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak said that just because someone gets karet doesn't mean that the Betin gives them lashes. And therefore, there are cases where someone would be liable to karet, but not lashes. So when he would say karet and payment can in fact go together, and uh, therefore you don't have to say that karet equals lashes and lashes and uh, payment go together, that's Bimeir, but rather it could be that karet and payment go together because lashes are not uh, an automatic consequence of karet. And so we found an answer to our question. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.